If you're watching the video, <laughs> I'm fucking blonde now. Okay. Wait, were you not blonde last video? I was not blonde last video, but oh, because you know what? We recorded that one a little early. I'm blonde, and let's just say this: if I, yeah, take a look at the video. You got product in there too. I mean, I put a little, a little crusty. Put a little gel in it. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't call it crusty. I'd call it more jelly. But <laughs> now, let's just say I'm a little jelly. What's that? I said, I'm a little jelly. I don't know what you're trying to say, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin, Kev, explain to us. What are you trying to say? As in jealous of that. How are you jealous? Oh, okay. I got okay. you. Let's just say this, listeners and viewers. If I haven't already effed your B before, <laughs> now I'm for sure effing your B. All right? What, what does effing your B mean? Your boy? You don't know what F your B means? No. What, is, what does that mean? It's like, fuck. Fuck your bitch, my. <laughs> oh, okay. Fingered your butt. <laughs> I thought you're fingering butt. I yeah. thought it was butt. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought it was okay. Butt. Thanks for the clarification. The blonde hair goes try, both ways. If you, if you got a butt to finger, try. Hi, my name is. Yeah, <laughs> the the blonde hair goes both ways. A, I look like someone who's now more likely to finger butts. If you you can you can put in the pieces of what type of people do that, and or B, some girls. I think I'd be more likely to f your bitch now. You know what I mean? It's 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 a two way street. It could go both ways. I could walk to Church Street or I could walk to King Street, and I might get love from both sides. If you know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. I think I'm making myself very clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. bisexual. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure thing. Because yeah. we're on too many jams. A show about all things twenty year old. With help from friends, experts, and our own personal experiences, we hope to shed some light on those things that leave our age group lost and confused. If it looks like the three of us are on a beach, it's because it's currently 30 degrees in our house. And that's not an over-exaggeration. Nope. That's what the thermostat says, which is on the main floor. But which we're upstairs. we just read, yeah. So it's, it's likely warmer. I'm wearing a female bikini overshirt. Like, you know how girls, when they wear bikinis to the beach... They wear a shirt with a bunch of holes in it over their bikini, so it's like they're wearing like a, something over their bikini, but they're, it's just a holy shirt. You know what I'm talking about? A cover-up. Cover-up? Like, sh- yeah, sure. Like, yeah. like, but yeah. Like, yeah, well, that's what I'm wearing. Yeah. Um, we're all wearing some sort of bathing suit. You, Kev's got a big-time burn going. Yeah. yeah. His shoulders got roasted. You know how you sometimes feel like that? You're like, I think I'm fine. Like, I've, I've, I've been in the sun many years I know my limits. That's not how the sun works, though, by the way. And then you get fucking burned. <laughs> no. it's, not, it's not like a, this, it's not like a how many cumulative years you've you've spent in the sun. No, but the sun, the sun isn't kind to anyone the on sun, any given day. The sun, your skin forgets the sun after a few months. Just didn't feel that hot. It's just yeah, fresh but, skin. Um, I was thinking about this today. How does, or I think you might have been showing me the video. How does sunscreen work? Because I've I've forgotten like like what is what is the premise of sunscreen like how does it actually I I think you were showing me a video of like yeah un, it was under like, like X ray it was UV or UV, UV yeah, yeah, yeah absorbing yeah so I I guess it is um the radiation from the sun that yeah. causes a I guess the the sunburn in effect is a radiation burn mm-hmm. if I if I understand it properly 
And so if you have a UV and ultraviolet camera and yeah. you put sunscreen on, you show up as black because the sunscreen is absorbing all of the UV radiation. Yeah. Um, so, they, yeah, it was just like a video explaining, like showing like the effectiveness of like SPF 15, 30. And it really, it, it you know that myth of like different SPFs and yeah. their their efficiency? You could see like beyond a certain SPF, you're just still black on the, <laughs> on, the on the on the UV thing. So like I bet you I bet you ninety percent of the population couldn't explain how sunscreen works. I don't think I did a great job like, either. Like, like I no, kind of no, forget no, what no, the but, video but, said. Like but you have a, like a little bit of background. Like I don't think anyone really knows. And the, like people just apply sunscreen. They're like, oh it's sunscreen. Like it blocked me from the sun, you know? Like Well that begs the question, do we need to know? Do you know how Wi-Fi works? I, I, I don't. Yeah. There's a lot of things we don't know. <laughs> do you do you? Okay, this is a, this is a relatively easy one. Okay. Can you explain to me the basics of an internal combustion engine? You know, just it's I. I think I, people I, can I'm, know. This is mechanical. It's relatively. Yeah, I guess everyone has cars. I guess I guess it's relative. Um, I I'm gonna go with there's a lot of combustion. Yeah. And Do you know uh, the stages. There's, there's there's a few stages. Let's call it four yeah, stages. Know, there's there's some pistons. Yeah. So it's, what what uh, happens? Like, it's it's like, being fed some fuel. Okay. And you know the 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 cylinders that there's some cylinders in there. Uh-huh. They're firing, and uh, you know. I guess you know like that would that would pass. That 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 was about you know the 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 same level of me explaining sunscreen there, but still very general. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know, like we don't we don't understand a lot of things that That's we true. do. Because there's some fucking nerd out there that does. Mm-hmm. And what do we pay you for, nerd? You know what I mean? <laughs> but, Figure it out for but, us. But you know what? If you've got like two minutes, you can just look it up on Google. Yes, it's actually everything's very everything simple. is very accessible. Yeah, it's just like it's there's just too much to know. And there's no reason unless you're a mechanic or... I mean... But I I, I think generally, like like even I, like I forget sometimes that, you know, if, if, you, if you wonder about something, how easy it is just to look it up and be like, oh, okay, I know that now, you know, a couple minutes later about how something works, right? 100%, my guy. You know? 100%. I'm Anyways. with you on that. Um, so it's 35 degrees, I'd say, a rough estimate. It's I just had a chicken sandwich, so I'm ready to fall asleep right now. <laughs> chicken sandwich and sunstroke, It's probably. about, um, okay, so Kev, let me, let me just paint the picture here. Kev has had pulled pork, um roasting all day in the slow cooker and it's about six o'clock right now and i pulled pork for dinner kev just downed a chicken sandwich as like a appetizer. you know i like a little appetizer yeah, pulled pork appetizer Pre- you don't do the same <laughs> um no that, that's very natural right like you have to warm up your stomach to the oh. fucking pulled pork lunch escapade that's going on later. five o'clock <laughs> no we had a dope day like the boys are back obviously we're not doing this virtually um, another, oh, I can't wait to light Robbie up on this. So, so we, uh, uh, when, when quarantine first started, Rob packed for three days and he went to his uh, house in London. He came back seven weeks later. That's not a joke. <laughs> Yo, it was wild. I was wearing the same pants for about and it, six and a half And weeks. I chirped him the whole time. Cause I was like, Hey man, we've been talking about how, you know, we just need time where we're not working to do music stuff. And uh, and then that was the ongoing chirp. And then <laughs> like the other weekend, on the long weekend, 
Rob yeah. drives his girlfriend up. Uh, Rob and I both go up to our separate cottages on the Friday. And I come back the Monday, you know, and uh, Rob comes back 10 days after he left. And his girlfriend was just stranded hostage up there. Did, with a, did she say anything to you? Did, did she mention the words like prisoner or like... Yes, they were mentioned. Azkaban. She or said like, her specific words to me was Stockholm Syndrome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie likes... Robbie's a huge fan of the extended stay. Yeah, well, you know what? I got up there. And then I was like, okay, I don't really know how long I'm going to stay. Like, it's kind of nice out. And then the whole fam said that they're staying the whole week. And then my mom's like, oh, I'm making this for dinner tomorrow night. I'm like, I guess we'll have to stay. And then she had <laughs> meals planned the whole week. And then the weather got nicer. Like, it, it mm-hmm. was like we, we just had to wait till like midweek yeah. for the weather to get nice. And then... You know where the weather's nice, Rob? Where? California, year round. Mm, mm. You, you know how we get there? How? Getting famous, okay. younger rather than older because okay. we don't well, have families yeah. yet. Kids. Uh, yeah. Right? Yep. Soon. Right. Soon be there. My cottage also experiences the same phenomenon you, you talk about. Heat. <laughs> I think your parents your parents are up there non uh twenty four seven, eh? Uh no, my mom comes back to work, but my dad yeah, my dad's my dad's cooking uh week week long. It's yeah. uh no, I understand. Uh because as I said, you have uh, a bigger family because it's a shared cottage. Yeah. And you have your cousins up there, your yeah. sister and your brother and your brother-in-law. Uh, it's pretty fun. We had we had a great time up I, there. I understand. But uh, um, what else was I'm I going to say? I'm just sitting here. I don't yeah. know about you guys. Oh. My, uh, no, super cute. My dad, uh, my dad's like just solo at the cottage because he's, you know, he's work from home. So work from your the cottage. Your mom's not up there as well? Uh, she, she's she's up I there now. I thought she was the one that spends the majority of the time up there. Uh, back when we first got it, but no, now she's got a job again. That was when she was retired. Back when we first got it, and now she's just retarded. <laughs> ah, I'm just kidding, mom. Love you. Um, no, now wait, she's working again. Wait, where she, was she doing accounting stuff? Yeah, she's again? doing accounting yeah. tax and yeah. uh, mostly for like the mafia and small crooks. Okay, nice. Yeah. So she's she, she's a money launderer. Launder, yeah, yeah. So like picture and, and normal launder. Like she does a lot of laundry at the cottage too. Uh, okay. uh, all sorts of laundering. <laughs> so kind of like, like the Ozarks. Yes, exactly. Actually, she, she's like Halliburton a... is kind of like the Ozarks sometimes. <laughs> you know, like you you I never okay. So <laughs> it is like the Ozarks. Halliburton so? is a cottage. Me... It is cottage country. It's it's where my mom grew up, so I can talk about it like this because. She'd back me on this. Yeah. Um, uh, and we got a lot of rep in Halliburton. You know? Oh, and I can tell you about the drug scene up there, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Halliburton is, uh, it's cottage country, but it's not like, it hasn't been like absolutely like richified like Muskoka. Mm-hmm. Like Muskoka is like gentrified cottage country. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like the elite of the elite. But Halliburton is still like the accessible cottage country. And a lot of the people that live there are, year-round um, uh, people. And it's like a lot, let's just say there's a lot of yards with like junk and old cars, like oh, yeah. garbage, you know what I mean? A lot that's, of like buildings that, that you question, is there life in there? That's mm-hmm. a staple of like driving through these streets. You know, it's like you know, if if they've got like, you know, a minimum of like six sort of run-down cars just sitting on their mm. lot, you know, you know they're kind of local. Yeah, so townies. Uh, so, I um, I'm I'm a, I love dirt bikes, right? 
Everyone who listens to the pod knows I'm a fan of my DBs. Do you know, do you love dirt bikes more than CDs? No. All right. They're they're very uh Yeah, what do you like more? Okay, so this is this is this is it. I'd say what do I watch videos of all day and dream about being more as a dirt biker? Yeah. Um I like like I'd say the idea of dirt bikes and motorcycles I love way more. Yeah. But in practice, with the how dangerous dirt biking is and motorcycling is, where am I the most, like, having the actual best time is on my CDs. CDs are more accessible. Because you can, the water is just a big, open, no speed limit highway where if you fall, you're kind of just bouncing across the water. You, but know? you don't look that cool just see doing. You don't look that chilling. cool. <laughs> but I can get cool looking. I'm a big CDU show off. Dude, I fucking love CDUs. And every time I ride my CDU, I I picture. You know what it would be like being on a motorbike, you know, because because I haven't had that, I haven't had that taste. Let yet. me tell you, you're way cooler on a motorbike, <laughs> without a doubt. Yeah, and a dirt bike. I'll never forget. I used to work. Um, okay, first of all, the scene from American Pie where Stifler shows up on a two-stroke dirt bike. I remember that. exactly because I love dirt bikes and you don't. Okay. <laughs> He shows up on a two-stroke dirt bike to a cottage. Yeah. Was it? Was American this? Pie? Or am I thinking of a different movie? Anyway, like... Wait, see- just to the cottage? That would have been the second American Pie, and I don't remember that. Kev? I Kev, remember, remember American Pie 2. Yeah, that, that one's at like the beach house. Oh, the beach house. Does he show up on a dirt bike? Two-stroke. I 100%. I never forget a dirt bike. <laughs> um, And if I'm wrong, I'm going to put in the video right here that I'm wrong, but I'm really, really sure I'm right. Uh, also movies like Place Beyond the Pines, uh, obviously I fucking just, you look cooler and I'll never forget. I was painting, um, college pro and my buddy, uh, this sounds like American pie when they're painting and then they get, yeah, invited yeah then the- we started hooking up fingers and butts, dicks and butts going down, yeah, sucking F, down F, on peepees, F and B's, F and B's, exactly what you're talking about. No. Right? So we were, we were doing a job up the street from my buddy's cottage, my buddy, uh, Andrew, who's got a lot of dirt bikes. And uh, we were running College Pro. Uh, he was the franchise owner, which AKA meant we were painting and he was riding fucking dirt bikes around the fucking... Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, he, he's, he's the one that sold all the jobs. So he's checking in on the job site and he rolls up on a dirt bike. Yeah. And this job site is a bunch of girls and like their family. And uh, we're painting, and he just ring, ding, 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 like you, you know, like that two-stroke. Like you hear him ripping down the road. He pulls up, just like leans it up against the the door, and I'm sitting there painting. And I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> fuck, I'm gonna guy. buy me one of those." And then obviously he started dating one of the girls in that house. Did all the girls start looking. They- oh yeah, you roll up, and you at that age, you're owning and running a college pro franchise, and you have a two-stroke dirt bike. You're effing people's bees. <laughs> Yo, explain to me, what's the difference between two-stroke and four-stroke? And- oh, you know, this is actually full circle because I asked you how a combustion engine works. Yeah, and I really know. So, okay. I, I, I can just Gather like drop some presents. like, I can drop some terms. So this is, um, this is actually a very easy explanation. Okay. And it's very sexual too. Engines are actually big gangbangs. So there's four cycles to a four-stroke engine. Yeah. Pretty much every engine that you guys know is four stroke because two strokes are loud, smoky, and kind of banned actually for like road use in most uh, North four American strokes? places. Two strokes are. Sorry, two strokes. Yeah. Um, okay. Four strokes. 
the, the piston goes down. Yeah. So picture a piston. It's now moving down in the chamber. It's sucking in gas and oxygen through the valves. Then it goes up. It squeezes the gas and oxygen. The um, spark plug sparks. There's a bang, an explosion. It goes down again. That's another stroke. So we're on the third stroke. And the fourth stroke is a piston coming up, expelling the exhaust, out the exhaust valve, and then it repeats and it sucks yeah. again. Four strokes. The two-stroke engine combines um, the suck. Uh, what is it combined? It combines the sucking in of new gas in the expulation of the old exhaust into one stroke using like a special chamber. Hmm. Uh, and then it squeezes and bangs, sucks and expels, squeezes and bangs. So that it sounds sexual, but it's essentially firing twice as many times as a four stroke because a four stroke has to move four times. So two stroke is better? Two stroke is, is more power because if you think power. about it, the cylinder is exploding twice as yeah. often. So this is how I explain it. My dirt bike, um, so like engine size is related to power, right? Mm -hmm. So if you buy a dirt bike, I have a dirt bike that's 250 cc's. Yeah. That's the size of an engine, 250 cc's cubic centimeters. Yeah. Um, and that uh, most motorcycles are 600 to 1,000. Some really fast motorcycles are 1,200 cc's. To put it in perspective, most dirt bikes are 250 to uh, 450. Okay. I have a 250cc four-stroke engine, and I have a 150cc two-stroke engine that blows the doors off the 250. So it's roughly twi almost twice as powerful. So a 150cc two-stroke would be almost equivalent to a 300cc four-stroke horsepower. Okay. But it makes a distinct sound, and it's really smoky because... There's a lot of oil and gas being mixed, and it's messy. It's not as efficient, but it's it fucking rips, and it makes a, an iconic sound, like like chainsaws and yeah, yeah. Whackers, I think I can like, ring, it. Ding, 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 and it, like it's just legendary. Yeah, most yeah. Seat, most snowmobiles, a lot of snowmobiles are two stroke. Is there anything? Is there such thing as a one stroke? That's just jerking off. <laughs> okay. For you, you you stroke once and you you blow. Okay, so I'll, I'll keep that to you know me and my computer yeah, late night exactly. and uh, when when no one's around. That's so funny that week we came back full circle from me asking you how an internal combustion engine works to an <laughs> entire ex explanation of internal combustion. But but do you think your knowledge of how combustion works and like engines and it comes from and, the and aviation program? It was we were taught all this in aviation. Oh, in aviation, it's not from like a love of dirt bikes and like knowing well, like, that like, like what you want. That too. Okay. I, I obviously, if you love dirt, if anyone out there that's listening that rides snowmobiles or dirt bikes yeah. will know the difference between two-stroke and four-stroke. Yeah. Maybe they won't know the exact thing that I just said between the, the sucking and squeezing and the banging and the blowing. Yeah. I got all that from my aviation program because um, you actually, as I said today, when we were chilling in the park, we were talking about clouds and I said how I have a, like a pretty decent uh, meteor, meteorology knowledge because piloting is a lot about predicting weather it's it's mm. almost your life depends on it so there's a huge meteor uh, meteorology component to the aviation program you also have to know a lot about uh physics and engines because you have to understand everything that's keeping you alive up there yeah and uh so a big component is learning how the engines work diesel is 
different because I don't think you guys know this either, but diesel doesn't have a spark plug. There's mm. no spark plug in diesels. It actually relies on compression. So just squeezing the gas um, until it explodes. And funny enough, jet fuel is basically diesel. Hmm. If you guys, if you guys didn't know that, so like it's like. So, so what is the what is the difference between like jet fuel and regular fuel? I guess. Um. Okay. It's uh. Mm. It's ethanol levels. Okay. Um. So. Uh. Yeah. Like it's it's basically just um. I don't know actually about the fuel itself, but I do know that like. Uh, like jet fuel is really similar to diesel, and the um, what would be the repercussions of filling up uh, like a jet with you know regular SO? I don't fucking SO, know. You know, you can't. Well, you can't run a diesel engine on gas and a gas. Yeah, that's true. It, it, like, that's true. Um, and there's if you, anyway, this is a whole fucking tangent we're on. Anyway, but, yeah, yeah, sorry, I'm, flew, I'm, I'm so asking I, too many questions. When I was flying planes, one of the planes I flew was a. A diesel, actually, like a diesel airplane. Oh, really? Yeah. This is now a popular mechanics podcast. <laughs> yeah, and I think, I, I forget, I think diesel is, I can't remember if it's one or the other, but I think diesel is, um, mm, I can't remember what the ethanol levels and, and how it's made. And yeah. I, the same way I can't remember everything about the meteorology from the aviation program. I, I haven't flown in years. I was like, we glazed over like, yeah, we are talking about clouds in the park today. And I was like, actually, that's a fucking <laughs> cumulus cloud. And over there is... <laughs> yeah, uh, Trav's like the kid, the little kid from Up, talking about clouds I've never seen in the up. sky. I've never seen no, Up. No. He's, he's pointing out cumulonimbuses left, right, and center. Yeah. <laughs> fucking nerd and that's, alert. And that's you. Uh, no, okay, so going back, I remember my buddy pulled up on the dirt bike, and so, like, there is nothing cooler. Like, you you tell me Ryan Gosling in Place Beyond the Pines riding his dirt bike robbing banks, if there's anything cooler than that, and I'll and I'll consider it, but you're wrong. Sea dews because it's water. Yeah, you can have more fun. You can go way faster. You can just like rip, get huge air with less consequences. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And you can actually use it to transport around lakes, and it's almost as cool like pulling up to a dock on a sea dew than it is like pulling up to somewhere on a motorbike. It's not nearly there, but it's yeah. as close as you can get without actually risking getting absolutely murdered on the highways riding a motorbike because that's a very real risk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Love sea dews. So yeah, that's. Uh, Wish I could love dirt bikes or bikes. It's maybe, like you, maybe you gotta one have a passion day. for it. Maybe They're really hard to ride. They're extremely difficult. I didn't rob crash your dirt bike twice. <laughs> twice. I let him ride it twice, and he crashed two for two. So <laughs> no, like, it, you know what? I wouldn't say crash. Just like put the bike down and like, cause like, damage. Like, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, I'd say more of that. But but do you um like like do you think that people? <laughs> I've crashed a lot. <laughs> like uh. The people that don't ride bikes, like like it has to be like one of those things that you ride your whole life in order to be good at, or or do you think like you can take it up at certain point, it, like later points in your life, and still kind of have the same? Dude, it's like any sport. Like anyone can pick it up as an adult. You can pick up yeah. skiing and snowboarding. Yeah, but it's harder and it's it feels more dangerous and sketchy. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's my question. Is it kind of like? Um, like riding a bike or like playing a sport that you've played your whole life versus okay, R- riding motorcycles. Um, not so much because the roads are paved. Yeah, and it's not really a sport. Mm. It's like 
just your the roads are paved. It's smooth. It's really straightforward. And as if you have a respect enough for motorcycles to research the dangers and practice through the dangers, it's not really like picking up a sport. You can do it at any age. Yeah. Um, riding dirt bikes, a lot of things that people don't understand because they only see people that are good at riding dirt bikes is like there are just motorcycles that you're riding off-road. They still weigh a fuckload. That's what I always think about now, having rode your bike a few times. You is rode a bike it, that weighed 280 pounds. Is, is when people, like when guys are going off jumps and they're doing flips and stuff, that's all I'm thinking about in my head. I'm like, that bike weighs like so much. Those bikes so would much. weigh 200 pounds. Like basically. so much, like like how they're just like, sort of like tossing that in air and like yeah. free kind of flipping them and all, all this stuff. Travis Pastrana. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what they're actually doing is they're using the physics of the weight of the bike to move it around. So when you see them whipping the bike, they're turning the wheel yeah. in something called gyroscopic precession. This is turning into a physics lesson. Yeah. The conservation of angular momentum. Yes. That's also a thing too. <laughs> just, but that's just with like any tra like uh, trajectory to like, there's all sorts of physics that goes into it. But when you see them moving these bikes around like effortlessly, they're using the fact that these wheels are spinning. Yeah. They turn the handlebars and because the wheels are spinning in something called gyros gyroscopic precession, it causes the bike to move with force. And they're yeah. just real they're just wrangling. Yeah. It's like riding a bull. Like bull riders make a six hundred pound bull or whatever, like look like they're they're floating on top of it. It's yeah. It's using the the physics of the device. If you like if you see guys riding a dirt bike and they go off a jump and then their nose dips down, they've hit the brake and stopping the rear wheel kicks the nose forward. Huh. Or if they give it gas, the back wheel will sink because the back wheel is accelerating. Yeah. The torque causes it's, it's all physics. Yeah, Same yeah. with planes. Um, but yeah, so like they're using, that's why it looks so effortless. But when you're on a trail and you're riding this thing and it's getting bucked around, you feel like you're riding a bull and and because the throttle is a twist throttle, if you lose control, you pull it. You go faster. And you go faster. Yeah. And then the acceleration causes you to pull it more. And your crashes become these high speed, extremely scary, violent. Dirt bikes are fucking hard. Um, so, you, so I rode a mini bike growing up. And I couldn't afford and my parents wouldn't buy me a dirt bike dirt bike because we, we didn't have any place to ride it. So it was only I, when I got my first paycheck. Like as a working person, I bought a five five thousand dollar dirt bike. Jeez, I I like made eleven grand in a summer, like working a corporate job, and I spent sorry I spent fifty five hundred of my total summer earnings buying a dirt bike. Love it. And I went into debt to buy my other one. Do what you want to do. I just fucking it's like, anyway. Um, I remember that with my buddy. It's cooler. Motorbikes, like I really struggle with because I want one super bad. Uh, I want to be riding in Toronto, but like. You want an easy way to get paralyzed or like break a femur and a hip bone and fuck yeah. Even dirt bikes, like I'm extremely likely to break wrist, ribs, collarbone, get yeah. another concussion. Like that's a casual accident. I've been fortunate that my one accident, I only got um, a concussion and a sprained knee. But like you're lucky to when you fall with that speed and that much weight, like you're lucky to come up with a broken rib or collarbone. That's why. The guys that ride the super bikes around the around the courses that race those things. Those guys are nails. Th those crashes always blow my mind. 
But those guys don't crash as hard, I think, as maybe. I, f- I feel like they've got a lot of padding on them that and they slide and and they slide a lot. Yeah, whereas yeah. dirt bikers go to instant stops mm. from yeah. the height. Yeah, and then, and then they and then get another landed bike, on, like yeah, another, bike another bike lands, lands on, on them. them. Yeah. Um, I think uh, you remember Thomas from school. I think uh, Thomas Miramotahari. Yeah, yeah. I remember him like telling me a story of like he had a dirt bike and then like crashed one time and got ran over and like fucked up like his entire torso and uh, just like never, never really Fuck, rode again. Yeah. So when I go to the track now, I ride like a little bitch. I don't want to die. I'm 28, 27. I, I can't really handle all that. Whereas on the Sea-Doo, I'm going 70 miles an hour. Mm. I'm hitting huge fucking boat waves. I'm like doing tourneys and like if I get tossed, mm. uh, it's not a big deal. But 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 that's that's like the same. It's sort of similar to the discussion we were having the other day when we were talking about those like little altercations we got into with people like yelling in our face and it's just like immediately thinking, I don't really want to fucking like <laughs> like delay myself or like have to deal with like a risk of big knockout injury yeah, yeah. Just, just like i don't want i want to i don't want to have the risk of like dealing have to uh, ever uh, sorry of having to deal with all the repercussions yeah like i'll fight only situation. if it's a guaranteed win yeah <laughs> when you get older you get a little smarter but or then you even get less risky kev like i watch uh, some people like even guys uh like i follow skateboard uh or, uh or it might just be like thrasher mag or whatever and they post all these insane guys like doing these rails and stuff and i'm every time i think to myself like i love it i love watching it every time i think to myself though like you got to be an absolute nail to go mm. after these because because when they Even show tony hawk said that didn't he like when they show the videos too it's like they show like reel after reel of them wiping Slamming. out and like yeah. almost almost killing themselves and then they get it and then they like nose grind down this huge fucking rail and you're just like that's insane. I can never get over that part. You're like, you know, you're just gonna eat shit. Yeah. Fucking how on many times? On concrete. On yeah. concrete, they slam so hard. There's, yeah. there's no forgiveness. Tony Hawk said that in his podcast with Joe Rogan, right? He's been knocked out like twelve times plus. Like, he said thirty oh. times. <laughs> and then, but then he said he said street skating was too dangerous for him. Oh yeah. And he's riding like the biggest vert pipes, and he's like, oh, he said the the kind of the scene moved into street skating and I started trying to hit rails and he's like, I remember one time just like blowing both my ankles out and just being like, if I want to do this, cause he's like, I love skateboarding so much. I knew I wanted to do it my whole life. Yeah. He's like, if I want to do this my whole life, he's like, I can't do this. So he said, I just, I didn't care that the, the scene was there. I just kept riding like, yeah, like, par, like it's wild. Vert. Well, I mean, cause with vert, you can at least, if you're missing something, you can sort of like it's like it's like a super bike falls. and then you can like slide it. You can slide yeah. it out. You can take yeah. the momentum. Whereas the odd time in super bike races, you see a guy cartwheel like that can happen. Yeah. The odd time in vert, you can see a guy like at, at X Games or like whatever you saw that guy like land like flat from like oh, yeah, sixty was, feet. And then his and then his shoe like yeah shoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That was wild. I've, have you guys ever been to Nitro Circus? No, no, I would love to I go though. That show. Dude, I <laughs> obviously I love Travis Pastrana. Yeah, like yeah. if I were to come back in another life, I would love to be just like an absolutely dumb as fuck, like adrenaline junkie that just <laughs> does huge shit like that. But I appreciate it. So the Nitro Circus came to Toronto and I bought VIP tickets so I could meet the guys and go no. Did you meet all of them? I didn't meet Travis. Um but uh yeah, I met like a lot of like the uh the people there and I got to sit like close. And uh, they were like hucking t-shirts out to kids. 
And it's like me and a bunch of kids. And they're signed t-shirts from the All Nitro Circus. And they're just like hucking the crowd. And I just like, <laughs> I just fucking took it. I was like, I care about this more than you kids will appreciate. You never wear My name's that. also it, Travis. I don't wear it because it's in. It's fucking it's signed by my Nitro Circus boys. But uh, <laughs> it's framed in my house, like up, yeah. up on the wall. Like. But like the consequences are real. Like I've, I've seen Travis, Travis Pastrana, A, he has no fucking knee use left in both his knees actually his spine is fused at the bottom from breaking his back he's almost died he should have clinically died several times in his life these guys are just anomalies same with like the, the street skaters that really push it like there's just people out there that can survive their bodies no just, use in your knees and a, a fused spine what he can that, walk like, like knees, what does that mean knees, for you so as... his knees are like just held together by fucking like but he's still out there doing all this crazy shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And he and he's been it's knocked wild. out like 40, 50 times. It's wild how it was actually is an addiction though. Like they're like it's an addiction. Oh. Wasn't it? Wasn't he? He was the first one in the X Games to land a double backflip on a dirt bike, right? I watched. I, I watched that live, baby. I was there with them. You were there. Yeah. Sorry, you're right. I met live on TV. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I totally misconstrued that. Yeah. I, I mean, I watched that happen. I was watching yeah. that. That was Legendary. a huge moment. Now people are hucking backies. There was double backflips at the X game or at the Nitro Circus thing. Yeah. There was like a double backy like it's become the standard. Like thing too. Even like, fucking doing a trick. Yeah. Like I've I've even noticed in wakeboarding, um, you know, like double black double backflips. That's one nail thing that become, Robbie does, by the way. Yeah. Shout out to like Robbie. You do an extreme sport. I will consider the wakeboarding stuff you do is nails. Mm, I was impressed. Like, Thank you. Like. You also slammed really fucking hard. I used to slam hard as a kid, but I would bounce it off much better. Because you have that dome, man. And because I got that big <laughs> dome. I would slam so hard and then get up and do it again and do it again. Your face and would take out a few enough. fish on the way through the water when you when you'd go in there. That's the thing I always hate, but I watch so much like wakeboarding or snowboarding and skateboarding. I understand hard it is. I don't even think that I could do that. But snowboarding and wakeboarding, I always think like, yeah, yeah I think next season I'll... I'll I'll try that. I can give that a go. Second, I get going. I'm just like, I oh, know this is so hard. I can't do any of that shit. <laughs> like, Even in snowboarding, like the standard has become like triple backflips. Yeah, which is insane. I just um, hate that everything you want to do that like, everything that like, looks cool on camera. Oh, totally. And then you get up to it and you're like, fuck. Like, like no. you know, <laughs> I was thinking I'd be able to do these, but then like you don't actually spend enough time like mm. getting comfortable enough and then yeah i don't know it's, you want to know how dangerous stuff on camera is try to film yourself doing something on gopro watch it back and look how fucking tame it looks yeah and then remember how scary it was for you and then you'll know like <laughs> yeah. I, I used to film every dirt bike ride yeah and i would just go as hard as i could and I, like, i'd get back and I'd be like holy fuck and i'd watch it and it's like me like it looks on camera like my my body's made of tampons. Like it couldn't be like less hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, true. It, so these guys doing big stuff, if it looks big on GoPro, it's fucking big. Mm. It's big. It's and it's dangerous. Well, they're, they're all filming on those new GoPros these days, which like encompasses the 360 view, Ooh. which looks much cooler than sta like standard GoPros, they have that classic sound to them. Also, you can always tell when something's on GoPro because it's like, got that like sort of clicky sound to it. Do they have cases anymore? Or is, it, or is it just the GoPro itself is waterproof? I think the whole thing itself. Like I, I have one that I got multiple years ago that is like you don't even need itself is waterproof. Oh, cool. Yeah, because that was a bigger that the microphone was surrounded by a case, so it was just sound like shit. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. 
True. That's actually true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's it, the the risk reward with everything. Like you said, like Kevin, you were saying the other day, you're like, I like all this stuff, but I've never, I've never been willing to take the injury enough to like get good at them. Yeah, especially now. Especially now. <laughs> so it's tough. It's like you really got to do it as a kid. Yeah, it's true. You really got to build sort of the foundation as a kid, and then uh, and then go from there. But like, it doesn't mean you can't do it at your own pace. Like, no, but like at the level that you want to exactly. do it at, like you see these people and you get motivated by it, and you're like, oh, I want to be able to do that. Like, like you got to be doing that as a kid, right. In order to have that sort of stability and foundation. I like when you can find those little things though. Like, I used to be able to build, I used to build a backflip on a trampoline. Yeah, and I had it down for so long. We went to a buddy's cottage, came back. He's a trampoline. We started jumping around. I backflip off the trampoline and eat shit. I did that. Th- I, did that I was too. like, whoa, two like, summers what the, ago. What the fuck? I lost all. I couldn't backflip after that. <laughs> like to this day, I've never really backflipped on a trampoline. But that's the thing, like risk versus reward. Like, so I like, you remember I said I like to be impressive at everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I balance the risk. So at dirt biking, I'm trying yeah. to just get impressive. I want to be able to wheelie. I want to be able to jump, hit jumps a certain size you know, tabletops only. I don't want to like case like a big, like non tabletop jump. I want to be able to like ride the track at a speed that is, com- is competable. But like the worst I do is like break a wrist or a collarbone, like something that wouldn't really like nothing like, Oh, you know? Um, and I was going to compliment you on your, I think your, your snowboarding mm. is also nails thing that you do that. Like when I watch you do it, I'm like, okay, that's kind of, that's kind of rad. Um, so with like with all this shit as an adult, like I, I if you want to pick up snowboarding as an adult, I think still do it. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna be like tucking backies and threes, or maybe threes, but you're not gonna be like hucking big shit. But like still do it. You can still do it as an adult. There's still a there's still a risk reward barrier that you can like maybe like try o- things only when there's softer snow and like mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and you know what I mean like skateboard if you want to get good at skateboarding there's probably a level where if you're wearing wrist guards in your garage you could probably like that's my thing with skateboarding too the older I got the more I like doing mini ramps and stuff so it's stuff that like you can kind of have fun doing it and it feels really cool it doesn't look that good doesn't like, look cool it doesn't no. look cool at all but it feels like you're still doing the thing where you're afraid of it then you do it and you're like ah I did it and then you're like that, that yeah. whole like the thing cycle. is you just can't film yourself like, yeah. that's that's why there's no content of me dirt biking or snowboarding or <laughs> I had this funny uh my buddy and i were going to this one skate park uh near like lake shore i forget what it's called now but we'd always like trying to we'd go there at different times and there's not a lot of kids there we're just like just fuck around ourselves we we're like we're too old to be shit at skateboarding we shouldn't even be here yeah but, that's another like, point <laughs> yeah we're like we're just gonna do this in secret i've been told that a couple years ago that like when I broke my wrist, someone's like, "Oh, aren't you too old to be scooting around on a skateboard?" And I was thinking about that today, like as we were riding to the park, and I'm like, "I fucking love this. Like, yeah. I, lo- I love cruising on the board. Like, I'm Who I said won't that stop." Yeah. Coward. Yeah. <laughs> we ended up doing. We're at this one mini ramp area though, and we're just like struggling to like just do a rock and roll and just like hype each other up. Like, fuck yeah, we got this shit. <laughs> this like millennial kid comes in looking all cool and swaggy, just starts ripping around on the bowl, just like yeah. doing this whole just wild shit. Pops out of it like as he's popping out, he like has his phone out of his pocket and like sits down and just on his phone. And we're like, he probably texted your girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell he was like, yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> Yo, Kev, I don't know if you have you ever been to Venice Beach in California. Yeah, I like when I was there, I was thinking like one of the most intimidating like skateboarding experiences oh. must be 
popping yeah. into one of those bowls at Venice Beach because how many people are looking oh, at you? Everyone's like, so good. Yeah, times. but same everyone's with so Muscle good. Beach. You only go there if you got the muscles <laughs> and you only hit that Venice Beach skate park if you're in the scene and you only hit the places that we went surfing if you're in the scene because we also were on Walmart boards <laughs> and we got the it worst cooks. looks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There is. Yeah. We went surfing at this one spot and there's a real locals only vibe. <laughs> and like the guy, like there was a little bit of an altercation uh, between some of the guys there, as <laughs> we told well. you about this, I feel yeah, like. yeah. I, 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 and I just all I did is like just didn't stop smiling. Like I was just wait away. We're like, yeah, we'll let you have every wave, and yeah. then when you don't take, we'll dude, they take. would they they would literally if the wave was nice, they would just jump on you, mm. and I'd be like, cool, your wave, <laughs> your wave. <laughs> yeah, it is like, funny how it's like my worst fear. My worst fear would be getting on one of those waves and then fucking it up, dude. I well, we did that in Venice. There were so many people surfing in Venice that I was just like surfing over and being surfed on. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I was going to ask is if any of you guys, because this is something I'm a little proud of. Have any guys dropped into a bowl? Oh, Cement yeah. bowl? Yeah. Skateboard. No. Successfully, no. That's hard to do. I've, I've done it. I remember eating shit one time I did it like when I was younger. At like at a buddy's place. And, I, and that's the only time I've done it. I've never done it since. One of the scarier things. Mm-hmm. Have you done half pipe uh, snowboard? Yeah, yeah. You guys like have? pretty shit at it, but yeah. Yeah, I flew out. Yeah, of I'm it. pretty yeah. bad. I flew out. Like on which? Like you flew, you went up the wall and then you flew out the one side. Yeah, I just like. <laughs> I just like I was actually on skis. Um, yeah, and uh, I'm really comfortable on skis. So like I could hit big jumps on skis. Um, like no problem because like, I grew up young man skiing like before I could remember so on skis three 360s little cross up skis like little grabberoonies no problem first time hitting a um, pipe with all like buddies ski team shit um, I decided to like hit it with some speed and like I just thought like that's what you do and I just flew out of uh I just flew out into the tree. Like like, <laughs> like you were going to transfer into the next pipe. Yes, but I just didn't understand that you have to push back in. Yeah. So yeah. I hit it like a jump where you kind of like absorb it a little bit with like, but like with yeah. a, like the right amount of pop. You must have been flying though, because I generally find like, I all, like all half pipe walls are extremely high. Like oh, yeah. you really got to be going Not all to, half to pipe get walls no no some th- those are super pipes i feel like i feel like there's some half pipes that are just like maybe like 10 feet 12 feet tall like you know um yeah. and like the way this this pipe was laid up it was maybe five feet six feet before the bush line so i just like flew f- like not that far but far enough that i landed in bushes mm. you know i've also fallen off a chairlift actually how high uh, like you've I've been on the chairlift. It's the one at Sir Sam's. You know, the, oh, yeah. you, know, you yeah. fell off the chairlift at Sir Sam's. <laughs> Get out, dude. You know, you know the main lift, like right by yeah. the lodge. You yeah, know yeah. the two person lift beside it. Where you yeah, have the red your... one. No, it's the, the super the red, sketchy one. It's not red. No, okay. The red ones. The, the uh, oh, the far f- red further one's down. The far one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know how like the by the main lift to the right, there's a two person. I think it's yeah. brown. Yeah, yeah. And then you go over bushes. Yeah. Uh, like right after you get on it then goes over bushes for like maybe 40 feet and then it's hill yeah yeah so like i was just like young i'm talking like young like uh i don't know eight eight nine ten i don't know 
you know how you have to like hook your skis into the thing yeah so like it like got brought down and or then, like what put them on the rest yeah put them on the rest and i just like got like i guess the person i was with like my ski got caught in it and like I, it, it, trying to adjust it they like pulled it up and like pulled my ski and i just like turned and fell out <laughs> backwards what kind of backwards like yeah yeah i fell backwards but like completely injury free because it was snowy how high up was it 10 feet maybe dude that's 10 15 feet it was like it was like a snowy bush like i remember like and this was right after the chair like we get on the chairlift he puts it down adjusts it and i fall out like within Uh, like within like the first 10 seconds of that's wild yeah so i just landed they stop it yeah yeah <laughs> they see it and then uh was everyone like whoa shit like this kid could yeah i got injured? i got yeah i just got like i was clo- i was really close to the uh the fence yeah and uh i, I mean it, it's not as epic as it sounds but i've fallen out of trail it was but, like but, but that's still like that's still pretty scary like i even think about that sometimes like like at whistler when i've been on it there a couple times there's points where the chairlift is like like 60 feet up like high above the ground like what that would be like <laughs> to fall like I, like I think about that sometimes when I'm riding them like how would I brace oh. myself if I fell out of but the this thing is right I, I when I when I'm on a chairlift I think I don't think what happens if I fall out I would rather fall out than what happens if this chair fell mm. because then you're in a metal chair and like you just like hit butt first oh yeah and just like completely I've never thought about that yeah. yeah I'd almost rather fall as a person Yo, how yeah. about that video that oh. vid- that came out where the one chairlift started going backwards? I think it was, wasn't it? Oh, it started going backwards. People were flying out of it like it was going ultra speed. I would jump out of that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was nuts. I, I was a lifty at uh, Glen Eden. Yeah, first you were. Season. Never forget. And how was that? Never forget. <laughs> did you see a couple of injuries? It was after. When was this? Did you see anyone fall out like I did? No, but there's always like yo, Kev, your your pulled pork smells, yeah, fantastic right now. Wafting Wafting up here, wow. I'm almost hungry again. (laughs) (laughs) I I could, I could eat, I could eat. But that was one uh, thing they train us on. If you ever see it going backwards, all it means the hydraulic, like the brakes have broken. You need to hit this one button that, like, you only hit if they start doing that. But then, what does that button do that this place didn't have? I guess it's supposed to have some sort of a clamp or some like. Emergency, like emergency break. break but then like if you hit it then like it, you need to get someone in to like unhinge it or something like crazy like yeah it just fucking locks it up kind of thing oh yeah i got you i could see that mm-hmm. maybe maybe that broke like yeah, maybe probably. started going backwards the guy waited too long and had too much momentum he hit the button it ripped the the emergency break out and uh then people started flying yeah look fucked <laughs> i would that's when i jump i would be like if i'm going backwards on a chairlift i'm just looking down I'm just looking down. Like, when am I? <laughs> when am I exiting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why yeah. people died. That wasn't a joke. People died on that. Yeah, pretty sure people died on that. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I gotta look it up. Rob's like, oh, I'm in. I'm gonna watch this <laughs> video. Okay. So, yeah, this puck. Uh, Kev gave this to I'm me. I'm sweating. I'm absolutely. Oh, sweating. I, can, I can feel it on your knee. Epic. For, for Epic. my for my birthday last year, Kev gave this puck to me. <laughs> Kev like worked the shift. <laughs> And then he came back and he's like, yo, I brought you a little gift. Epic. Epic. I forget. Do you remember, do you remember working that shift? Kind of, I think I, oh, I think I, the, have you worked that place before? Like the, uh, like the Epic, like the office? No. I'm trying I to remember which so. place it is. All these tech companies kind of. I know they all, 
mold into one. Yeah. <laughs> they all got stocked fridges. They got these sweet kitchens. Like, they're all funky. Like, look at them know, now. Everyone's yeah. dressed down, like, wearing whatever yeah. they want. Like, I've, I've just kind of gotten used to it. Like, okay, this is the. I, you know, do you ever feel like you're kind of like part of the workplace? You're mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. I kind of missed it a little bit. I, as much as I chirped, like, I don't know. I don't really like bartending. Like you guys more of like a mixology. You guys like cocktails. You guys kind of like the whole scene. Um, but I do miss being at all these company parties. <laughs> There's just yeah. so many characters. So many characters. Uh, like so many good times. Like, if just, you just work the random odd shift and you're just like kind of, it's almost like a, a, a social event. And, yeah. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if some private parties that just absolutely get loose. There, there was just so many stories. I'll never forget. <laughs> when, when the one, we didn't serve, we didn't over serve a guy. There was, there was a party we were serving where people were also self-serving. In Oakville? That one? No, no, no. That no. One, oh, okay. The yeah, one party, party, and I won't say too much because, I don't want to get in any trouble, but it was uh, a party where people were also self-serving, and um, <laughs> no, and a guy just fell down the stairs. Oh yeah, and he split his head open. Oh shit! And I'm just working this bar by myself in the corner. There's like a bunch of bartenders at this one event. It was a big event, so like it was just like there's too many people to manage. Private still, uh, and I'm just alone at this bar, and a guy just walks in, like lost. With his head split open, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what is like, this? Like, like, like where? Like, are we talking Harry Potter? Like, like, he had a fucking dent in the front of his head. He kind of looked like the man like, from Up too. He's like an old guy. Kind of yeah. like the mouse, the mice. Oh, can we talk about these mice? Can we talk about these mice? Sure. Oh my god. Okay. On top of. Okay, oh my god. So. Oh my god. On top of our house not having AC, we when we first purchased this house. We didn't purchase. <laughs> yeah, we, we purchased first, it. We bought it when we first rented this house. The listing said AC, so to our surprise, it didn't. The AC didn't kick on in the summer, so um, the the company dropped off a bunch of AC units, and we finally got AC after like two months mm. into the summer of cooking. No, but without like a little bit of hassle too. It was like, oh, like bring over this one AC unit that only covers like the main floor. And we're like. Okay, we're going to need more than that to like yeah. get through yeah, the whole house. And then we were going to move out prior to COVID, and we had a hard time finding a place. Um, but we were like, for sure, going to be gone by the summer. So they were like, okay, do you mind if we take these units back? And we're like, yeah, take them back. And then COVID hit, and we're not moving out. And now we're cooking. So this house, my biggest compliment to this house is how it's had like almost zero to no bugs. Yeah. Like for an old house, Yeah. like other than our one... Uh, mite epidemic. Oh, but that was right at the beginning. Right at the beginning, right and it away. was by our own fault. <laughs> Windows left open. Kristen, um, not, <laughs> not to name names. Um, just kidding, Kristen. I know you listen. Uh, the um, the house has been bug free and pest free and kind of relatively easy. About a week ago, oh, like two weeks ago. Who spotted the mousy boy first? Me. I I you heard, heard it. something. Yeah, I heard something in the garbage, and Kev was sitting in the in the other room. I was like, "Yo, Kev, come in here," because I I knew there was like something in there, and I was like, "Yo, what what is that? Whatever." So like we ducked through the garbage a little bit, and uh, mouse popped out, <laughs> snuck in behind the the things, uh, in, in behind the cabinets, and we're like, "Okay, fuck, we got a little mouse problem." So we tried at the beginning 
to, to humanely catch. humanely catch them by setting a, a live trap, traps a live trap recommended by my girlfriend but like a couple days gone by and you know this mouse had gone into my cupboards and was like eating stuff <laughs> and you know wasn't really falling for our little you know kind of our american ninja warrior yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly what it was ninja warrior trap so, so essentially for an entire week i didn't see this mouse you guys told me about it but yeah. i didn't see it so i was like it was shitting and pissing on my shelves yeah eating my rice you yeah. know like leaving little plastic you know like you know plastic like like drips like or like a you know chunk shards. chunks chunks behind yeah so so this week didn't it didn't really affect me you know my my stuff is up high it's in high cupboards and I was like oh okay whatever like being all casual about it Saturday comes around and I actually have a date my mm. first Corona date mm. and um, because you know you gotta you gotta distance so you really gotta be careful and she's gonna come over. To the backyard, dis- distance, chill, but like probably gonna use the bathroom, like stuff like that. And literally, I wake up hungover as fuck that day, not thinking anything about the mouse. I'm making lunch, like for the first time, like around like food for the first time around like one o'clock. And boy, does that mouse pick a day to just terrorize me. <laughs> I'm hungover, and he's just like can't stop running around yeah. the kitchen area, and I'm like ah. Oh, that's no good. Oh, I got a fucking date like in like two hours. And um, so I'm trying to make lunch. He's like ripping around my feet and I'm not really phased by it. They're kind of small. They don't really they, they do their own thing. So I'm just like, whatever. And then, you know, I, I'm eating my lunch on the table and he like runs out and I'm like, OK, I just got to step on him. You know, like he's being a little too confident and I need this gone. I just maybe got to fucking do something. So he's he just keeps running around. I miss a stomp and he runs into the vent system. And or maybe she, you know, not to hey, not to whatever it was. Whatever it was. Maybe it was a they. Maybe it was a they. And um runs into the vent system and now I'm scared that it can go anywhere in the house, right? So I'm checking like all the vents where it could have fallen down. No dice. I'm it's right below my feet where I'm eating. Pops out again and it runs into an area where I know I can get it. I know, I know there's nowhere to go. So I take a shoe in my hand and he, he just like by a centimeter escapes us uh, a nice slap Rooney. And, and I think to myself, like, what if I connected the terror, the horror for both of us? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. it be a humane kill? Like I just smartened up. So I went to, I just went to the hardware store and I picked up a trap, two traps, two traps. And the guy, the guy, at the hardware store, like I, I just made conversation with him and I'm like, I pull it up to the counter and I'm like, Hey, I got a, got a mouse quarantining with me. And he's like, Oh, that's not that bad. It's like, I got a wife and kids quarantining with me. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I was like, they don't make traps for that. Do they? And he's like, no mate. He's like, or no man. I'm in the trap. <laughs> so I was like, okay, hey, cheers, little humor. Um, I set that trap and lo and behold, uh, the the girl comes over, she goes inside and the mousy boy runs out. So I had to do a little explaining. Yeah. Um, the trap worked no problem. Later that night, 
like 10 p.m. I checked it. R.I.P. My first kill of quarantine, if you know what I mean, <laughs> was a mouse. <laughs> and uh, and it was a humane kill, and it was all good. And I, I just, you know, I threw the trap out with the mouse. I thought our problem was rid. I thought we got it. And you guys were out of the house, so this was really just me dealing with it. And uh, two days later, uh, Robbie goes to the grocery store. You just came home from the cottage, and I'm, I'm watching a YouTube video, and I hear a little... Scratchy, scratchy. Russell. Little Russell Tussle. I pause the YouTube video, nothing. Let the YouTube video play. Russell Tussle, pause it again. I'm like, hey, you know what? Let me go investigate. I go in the kitchen. Right as I step in the kitchen, Russell directly to my right, but that's not where I heard the original Russell. So I'm like, what's this multi-Russell situation going on? And boom, two mousy boys run out. They've triplicated. Mm. Two mousy boys running out. And I don't know with you guys why... They're afraid of you and they go into hiding. With me, they just start circling me like they're I'm some flexing sort of, on you, man. Yeah, dude, they start running all around. They they're just running back and forth, like doing this, that, and they just like terrorize me. Um, but uh, so I go into the garbage and I get the trap out. I remove the previous mousy boy, which was a bit of a disgusting proposition, and I set two fresh traps. And uh, let's just say. It's now today and uh, three uh, kills tra- in quarantine. Tra- <laughs> tra- I've got two more kills yeah. last night. So uh, I don't know how you guys are doing in quarantine, but I'm fucking getting kills. Fuck it. I'm, I'm fucking, fucking, fucking getting kills. It's a blonde hair, man. Got blonde hair, got three kills. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So it's working for me. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys have dealt with, with mice, but uh, like the, the whole live trap thing. I don't, I don't know. Ours didn't really work. And I guess if you have multiple mice, like it's kind of a proposition to like trap mice, take them far enough away that they won't make their way back. And like also the live traps, the ones that you can buy, you can't really tell if there's a mice in it. You have to like, mm. you have to like kind of like <laughs> shake you it can't around. Just see, you have to like shake it around. Yeah, so it's, I just, it's kind of like the, the old fashioned way is like sort of the tried and trued. You know what it is? It's like, I don't like killing animals as much. I don't even like killing insects that much. And the one time I let a spider live, it bit me and I had an allergic reaction. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it's kind of like, I get to the point where I think of my grandfather. Okay. And he's a godly man. He was a pastor. He was uh, a man well-respected by his community with just nothing but good in his heart. Yeah. And I just remember my mom telling me stories about A, him having no qualms about hunting, <laughs> uh, you know, eating obviously the food and also about how he would deal with pests and like a country way to do it is like you'd catch a raccoon and drown it. <laughs> like, like Come on. I yeah, swear sure. to God, yeah. you, that's what you do. Like, like the, you, that's what you do. Yeah. And like, I thought about it and I was like, you know what? If, if, if he can do it, yeah, I can I can pop a few mousy boys humanely, you know, and uh, <laughs> I did get blackout drunk that night. You know, I had to I had to drink yeah. away the, the blood on the my sorrow. hands. You know? Yeah, but but, I, I but t- you know what? Like also <laughs> also these traps they they work like immediately. Mm. Like you know, it was you set the trap, boom, one kill, more mice. We set the traps last night you know, two kills. It's just like, it's, 
it's it's like taking candy from a baby. Did I ever tell you about the time when I the frog apocalypse, the toad apocalypse? Yeah, when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you? So I don't yeah. know if I said it on air. If I have, you just got to sit through it again. But um, in Muskoka, it was a really hot day, really really hot day, and then an evening rain came, and the roads were steaming. They were like these steaming hot pads. And I was driving to a friend's cottage. <laughs> and I guess this one region of really woody area, thousands of toads came out on the road. And so I'm driving. It's at night. You can't really see. I make one turn, two turn, third turn in this area. I'm just ripping toads. Like yeah. just absolutely exploding toads. And I'm like, Aah! Ah! Like, like, what is this? I slow down to like a grind. I slow right down, almost to a stop. It's on a highway where you don't want to be stopped. Yeah, you can't just stop. So I'm like, I'm, I'm now cruising at a slow speed. I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And I'm seeing the toad carnage that's come before me. I'm talking legs, torsos, just pieces, bits everywhere. Cars have come through and absolutely toted it out. Yeah, yeah, and no matter how slow I go, I can't avoid toads. Yeah. So I'm just like, and I'm like still 20 minutes, 30 minutes from my buddy's house. And I'm like, I can't really crawl to his place. And I was in a weird place at that point too, with my concussions where I was just a little, especially emotional, just emotions would hit me a little more. And so I just remember I'm cruising, I'm cruising. I remember one, one toad in particular coming around a corner and there's like just a line of toads. There's no swerving I can do. And this toad, he must've been like softball size and he's just looking at me sideways, you know, just deer in the headlights. I swerved most of the toads and I just fucking popped this one guy. And I just, just, I just started crying. (laughs) I just started crying, man. I couldn't, I just, did you say you're sorry? The tears were going because you could fucking tell. Um, and I just get to my buddy's house and it was like, it was like, I just got back from Vietnam. I just pulled in and they're like, what up Trav? What's up? And I was just like, killed some toads. Like, you don't know what I've seen. (laughs) You don't know what I've seen. Also, I almost actually hit a deer on my way up North on Friday for the first time. I've been close to deers from all my time up North. This is the first time where, um, I screeched the tires. If I wasn't in a sports car, luckily my dad asked me to drive his sports car up north because he wanted it. I was in a sports car and I Tokyo fucking drifted around this thing. Came so close to crushing it, but it reminds me of, do you remember uh, (laughs) my one buddy? I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants to be associated with it, but uh, I'll tell you guys after he like absolutely totaled his car doing the same thing. Like he wasn't in a sports car and we were working painting up north. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 for and, sure. And um, he, uh, he just he's working a painting gig far. Like uh, I, we're separated because we're running two different painting teams. And I just get a call, and he's like, "Hey," and he's like, "Totally fine." And he's like, "Yeah." So, and he just like pans over to his car, and his car is fucking totaled, like flipped multiple times oh, in a scrapyard, completely totaled. And on top of that, the guy had, because we were working out up north, he had all of his dumbbells 
in all this painting gear in the car, like heavy metal, like like dumbbells and like trays and like painting devices. And what happened is, was it a deer? Oh no, no, I don't think it was a deer. <laughs> it was it? It was it a deer? So, <laughs> so the official story was deer. He fell asleep at the wheel, uh-huh. or or uh, I'm pretty sure it was either it was either fell asleep or texting. I can't remember, but he. Uh, I think it was fell asleep because he like sw- he like woke up in the in this this kind of like gravel area of the road, swerved, went across the road, lost control and rolled multiple times, and the one his so he survived purely by luck. The one side of his car was um painting items like lodged in it like projectiles completely crushed like dumbbells like squished all the passenger area crushed completely the driver's side untouched it just landed on the passenger side every roll yeah. all the momentum sent everything over there and he, he he came by out completely unscathed but his airbags also didn't deploy because he had been in one other accident and uh where he new to winter driving I think it was his first car and he wasn't much of a driver he was like driving in the winter and he was speeding and uh, (laughs) he missed his exit and he's like oh I'll just like crank over (laughs) lost control of his car flew off the road like you know how like off ramps are like elevated and there's like a valley or like a ravine he flew into that ravine landed flat all of his airbags deployed it like changed the alignment of his car and instead of like reporting it to the police, he just like limped it out of there and it just like <laughs> waddled, it just waddled home. And he took it to like a mechanic in his area and like a kind of like a buddy, like a bit of a shady mechanic so that it wouldn't get like, you know, no issues. And the guy basically rinsed them, was a scam artist, said he replaced the airbags, but just fucking didn't replace the airbags. And so... So he actually was probably better off in that accident without the airbags deploying because maybe it would have like knocked him or like... Oh, yeah, true. Because airbags do kill people. Yeah. Hey, you guys know that? Yeah. Mr. Doesn't Wear a Seatbelt over here. (laughs) (laughs) Those are good stories. Um, To wrap it up, we're just uh, just over the hour mark. Mm. Let's wrap her up, boys. Wrap it up. Sweating, pulled pork, eat some pulled pork. Hey, if anyone has AC, actually, don't at me. We can't even come over. But hope you enjoyed that. The boys are back, and uh, things are going well with music. Since Robbie's come home, we've lined up a music video. We've lined up a company that's going to release our track. We just got our official master back from the studio, and it's sounding good. And we're about to pop off quarantine style, dog. We're about to blow up. So uh, hopefully keep that train going. Kevin will help us with uh, the content train. TikTok famous. TikTok famous, <laughs> Instagram. Um, and we appreciate everyone listening to the podcast. Uh, and on that note. We'll see you next. Tuesday. Tuesday. Later. Adios.